All right. Well, Thomas and I are catching up. Um, I haven't got to see Thomas since we did uh, Badger. I've just got to see him on Training Peaks. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's he's doing really well with his volume. He's been hiking and running again. Uh, so how are you feeling, Thomas? I'm feeling good, Aaron. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, totally different than the way I felt during Badger. Um, yeah, before Badger, I I go out for a few miles and start just uh, start feeling it. Um, this um past, I just say about the past week, I'm beginning to feel like the way I felt before I ran Old Dominion. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. you've you get um what was it was it five weeks or six weeks between badger and uh, i think it's six I, weeks right yeah i think it's just a little uh under six weeks yeah yeah so as we record this we are actually two weeks away from race day so we still have two weeks here recording but um my travels are going to be crazy so i wanted to get this recorded ahead <laughs> of time so, so thanks for jumping on um so looking ahead to wasatch um let's just talk about the the course a little bit um this one definitely looks to be 100 miles um you know everything i could find um says 100 miles and uh elevation gain what have you seen for elevation gain i was kind of going through some strava stuff um what did you find um just off the top of my head i thought it was like around 22,000 between 22 and 24 i think it was more like yeah. 22 yeah so um this uh gentleman here simon gerard he was he did the grand slam last year um uh and i pulled up his strava and here's his wasatch um you know everything has to be taken with a grain of salt but his recorded elevation gain was 24882 so yeah you know to to guess somewhere between 22 and 25 is is probably about where we're going to be so 100 miles um somewhere between 22 to 25,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, we have 36 hours to complete this one, right? Um, any apprehensions for you up front? Um, come on. I, I do like the elevation. Uh, I've done a few hundred miles at, at that elevation, if not higher. And what I haven't done is that elevation within 36 hours. So, um, sure. you know, previous races, there's been um, where I've done that elevation where I've had a little more time at that aid station. Uh, so that's my apprehension. It's just the, uh, the the time limit. Yeah. Yeah. And we're um, we're going to be getting up um, to uh, upwards of 10,000 feet um, in this race. Not for not for long. Uh, we stay kind of between um, nine and 10 for um uh, some time, but you know, we also, you know, we're down below well, around 5,000. So it looks like elevation ranges from about 5,000 up to a very short time at 10,000. We just kind of hit a summit and then come back down, but we do have some time spent up at that 9,000 range. Um, so, um, I think looking at the elevation profile, the first, um, climb is probably the biggest humdinger on the course. <laughs> um, did you get to like hear about this or see it? Yeah. Uh, just um, a little bit of both, you know, hearing about it, uh, watching YouTube videos. Um, I, I like that. I, I like doing it right up front. Um, yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. I know I won't be running it. So, um, right. I don't think yeah. anybody will because <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's about, 
4,000 feet of gain in four and a half miles. Um, from what I understand, uh, does that sound about right? Yeah, that, that's everything I've seen. Um, just from the elevation profile, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it starts around mile four. So around mile four, we start this, this big climb right out the bat mile four to, um, I think it's like eight and a half or nine, something like that. But we gained like over 4,000 feet in that, that short span. So that looks to be the biggest, toughest climb of the, uh, of the race. But like I said, we get it done up front. So, um, there's some other good sized climbs, um, you know, but nothing as steep or long as that one. Um, actually, you know, from mile 80 on into the finish, it, it looks pretty darn nice, <laughs> um, according to the elevation profile, but we all know that we can't trust that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a roller. I mean, like we talked about, you know, significant elevation gain, this is the toughest, uh, in that regard, um, of the slam of the ones that we have to do. This is the most amount of gain out of any of the ones that we've had to do. So this one's, this one's going to be challenging, but we do have 36 hours. Um, other factors that come into play here are the, the temperature swings. Um, you know, hopefully we're not going to get too much hot weather. Um, I'm not even looking at weather this far out cause it could change, but, um, I'm hoping we don't see any really temperatures in the nineties. Um, uh, or temperatures below 30 in the evening. Um, Leadville got into the thirties at night. It wasn't too bad. Um, I didn't get too cold, but, um, you know, that is something that I've heard, uh, a lot of people have dropped from this race just because they got extremely cold at night. Um, so preparing for that, um, how are you going and how are you attacking this one? Do you have any crew coming out with you? Um, really no crew. Um, Pretty sure my brother's going to be out there. Uh, not the start, but um, like he's flying out actually when the arrive uh, the day of the race, so he should be at the very end. Um, besides that, I've contacted uh, some folks um, from uh, I guess one of their local running clubs there, and so I um, I've got a pacer. <laughs> Great, so. Yeah, so he asked me where you where I wanted to be paced the paced at. He said he's good for I think about thirty miles, twenty thirty miles, and nice. I, I I said um, for me it's um, right right when it starts getting dark. That's where I think I'm going to need it the most. Um, okay. So I should have a pacer for about thirty miles, and, and I'm looking for a couple other pacers too. This is what I'm going into where I'll take I'll take his. Uh, I'll take pacers throughout the whole, as much as I can throughout the whole course. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's not many exchange points. Um, you know, there's, there's basically yeah. four with the fourth one being at mile 92. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's only really three pacer exchange zones besides that, that fourth one, you know, that has eight miles to go. Um, and it's the same thing for crew access points. There are very few crew access points as well. So, um, we're gonna have to rely on, on drop bags and, you know, our, our own packs for the most part. Um, so yeah, you know, some added challenges for sure. Um, uh, you know, with this race, it's uh, logistically a lot of planning, um, just so, you know, we have enough, enough to get us from point A to point B, um, aid station, aid station. Yeah. Um, so, um, definitely at the, uh, definitely in my drop bags, I'm going to have, uh, 
if I'm not carrying, which I probably will be carrying one of those uh, really lightweight waterproof jackets, um, but if it, in my drop bags, I'm going to have something I can throw on at the aid station. Uh, I, I don't plan on staying long at the aid station, but you know, just if, within a few minutes, you start chilling up pretty quick if yeah. if you're if you're wet from the you know, sweat. Um, so, um, right. yeah, yeah, having the hat and gloves and a and dry clothes is going to be important for me. Yep. No, that's great. Um, what uh, what pack are you going with this time? Do you are you bringing a larger capacity pack? <laughs> that's what I'm debating right now. So, uh, pretty sure I'm gonna use my Salmon, but it's it's a five liter. So, uh, it's a decision I'm gonna make within the next two days whether I'm gonna um buy a buy the twelve liter, you know, a little bit bigger pack. Uh, <laughs> not sure on that one <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's nice to i mean with the parlor i at least carry a hat and gloves but i can't really carry um a whole lot more you know i could pretty much you know it's nice to have like a long sleeve shirt um a couple other things so i'm still still figuring that one out yeah good you're good yeah that's I have um my eight liter pack, um, Useway eight liter, which I used at uh at Leadville, um, served me well. And um I have their fifteen liter pack as well for for overnight, just in case I want to carry a puffy or anything like that um through the night. Um, kind of see how things go. Um, but I have you know, I have the capacity to do both. So um if you wanna try, I have um an advanced skin twelve if you wanna try it and see if you like it. Um, oh, yeah, and I, I've had one before. I, I think it's a great. I mean, it's really word forming. I just um, yeah. for the races around here, I just haven't used sure one of those. And <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's a, it's a great pack. Yeah, <laughs> good, 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 cool. Um, so, any other thing on the course that you noticed, or um, you know, brought, something was brought to your attention that you're like, well, this you know, this is something that deserves my attention and some extra planning. Yeah, uh, I think the big thing is um, talking to someone who's done the race before is that uh, I think uh, trying to get the mileage, it might be from Big Mountain Pass until Lambs Overpass, about 15, 16 miles. Um, it, it's it, it, like when you look at it on paper and you look at the map, it's like, oh, that's not that bad. But everyone I talk to that's done the race says that's sort of a difficult part um so this is you know maybe one of those maybe a part where i just really pace myself really well i mean because that's going to be the heat of the day mm -hmm. um oh and also um yeah that, that's a key point on that too is uh there's a couple of spots where i think previously runners have gotten um a little bit lost during that like taking a wrong turn um during that pass so that's just one thing one of those one of those places where I think we'll just have to be really careful on the, on the, um, the route, you know, I mean, my understanding is well marked, but it's just, you know, if you're going down a certain route and <laughs> looks like you should go this way, it's just something to be careful about. And I think there's like two spots, uh, during that, during that 15, 16 miles. Okay. Is that, you sent me a, a video link. I have to watch it. Is that about that section? I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to watch that this weekend. 
Um, well, we also on the website, um, it has top 10 ways to DNF at Wasatch. <laughs> yeah. um, you brought that to my attention. So I thought it would be a good thing to kind of run through and, and talk about some of these things and how we plan to uh, mitigate them. So um, we'll start with number 10. Um, <laughs> it says, wear new shoes. So um, what are what are your plans for, for footwear for Wasatch? <laughs> I'm... I, I've got the Topo Racer 3, which I, um, I'm i still thinking about starting with. Uh, okay. I just had a – I did well at Western States using that right at the beginning. Um, something I, I'm good at – I like using those when I'm basically climbing. Um, I, I pulled them out the other day and went up Mount Mitchell and <laughs> down yeah. with those on. Yeah. worked really well. Yeah. Um, besides that, I'm going with the Hocus Speed Goat. Okay. When do you plan to yeah. switch out into the speed goat at the first exchange or um, a separate drop? Yeah, back? I think in, um, if, if, I think yeah, the first exchange was yeah, that's within the first twenty miles. I'll probably switch over to speed goats to that point. Okay, so um, get you through that first I, climb, really. Yeah, and I'm looking at. I've got two pairs of speed goats, and they're going to have like probably about. 20, I, 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 I do better when they're almost new, <laughs> so they're <laughs> they're going to have less than twenty twenty five miles on them. Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I use the mountain racer three to get up and over and back over hope pass, um, in Leadville. They worked great. Um, but I'm going to stick with my Olympus this race. Um, I went up to a size 12. I've casually been wearing a size 11 and a half for most of my runs, but I've been noticing my pinky toes been kind of getting irritated in the races. And so, um, I, I bought a size 12 and actually my pinky toes feel so much better in it. So, um, still going to bring, uh, an 11 and a half as a just in case, um, in the Olympus, but I think I'm going to stick to the Olympus. I'll have the, the mountain racer three on hand, um, as a fallback. It's such a great shoe. Um, but it is a great you know thing to think about starting in that one, especially with that climb. Um, as I said, it served me really well, um, on, uh, on hope pass. But, um, but yeah, um, I think I'm going to stick to the, the Olympus for this one, um, pretty much all the way through. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, wearing new shoes, um, definitely not wearing anything that we haven't experienced. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, number nine says wear old socks. Um, what's your, your sock of choice and what are you going with? Uh, I, I I've been doing re- really well with the darn tough. Um, I think it's the ultra light with cushion or the light with cushion. Um, and then uh, I've got a pair of Swiss wicks that are a little bit thinner. Um, I, I'm probably going to go with both of those, uh, but I know I'll, it, it is nice to have a little bit thicker pair mm-hmm. towards the end in case, you know, the feet are getting blistered a little too much. Um, has, have you heard I'm, anything about water crossings or anything in this race? No, I, I haven't. That's, uh, just, I, I've not heard anything on water crossings. I, I haven't come across anything either. Um, which will probably make me just go, I've been wearing the, um, exo skin, the exo toe socks. Um, they've been working really well for me. Um, so, um, you know, it seems like when I try to go over to something else, that's when I start to have the problems with my, my pinky toe and, and other things. So I'm just going to stick to the, the exo toes. 
Um, they've been serving me well. Um, they ran really well. Um, I used uh, Drymax for um, uh, Twin Lakes, you know, to um, uh, over Hope Pass and back um, just because we had to go through the river. Um, and they did okay. Um, you know, I, I don't think I wanted to, I, I was looking forward to switching out my socks. Cause of course, when you get back to twin lakes, you just go through the river. So your feet are wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I switched back into my XO toes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to stick with the XO toes. They've been really serving me well. Um, gators, you wearing gators? I, I don't think so. It looks like a race. It'd, it'd be really beneficial to wear them. Uh, I just looking online, you know, through social media there, folks are saying you really don't need them, but just looking at the route looks like they'd be beneficial. I, I just, I just don't wear them very much and it, it'd almost be like trying something new. So maybe I'll, I'll bring them out there and test them out a little bit and just yeah. see how they feel. Um, but it does look like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah gonna... it's, it's funny. Like at Western States, I, I didn't wear gators. I didn't really feel like I was good with it, but wow, at Badger, I wish I had them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wore them at Western. I wore them at Leadville. Um, and I'll wear them again at Wasatch. Um, just got a new pair of Altra, um, to go with the, the new shoes. And, um, I'm, I'm going to wear them. They, they worked well at, uh, at Leadville. Um, you know, they, and I didn't have any problems at, at Western. So I'm going to continue to use those. Um, so, um, uh, all right. So there's our sock story. Uh, let's go down to number eight. <laughs> <laughs> it says waste energy, getting mad at little things. Um, that, I think you and I are both pretty <laughs> calm, even demeanor people. Um, and at this point, you know, w- what, <laughs> what little things could aggravate us after all the stuff that we've been through, <laughs> but it's, there's always, you know, there's always things. And, um, that I actually was on a podcast earlier today and we were kind of talking about, there was, um, there was a runner, um, that for some reason just kept like doing things that just were annoying me. It was really early on. We were at turquoise Lake. We weren't even at mile 10 yet. And this runner for some reason was just irking me. It was just like doing things that were just annoying. And so I recognized that it was creating a little negative space. You know, I was, I was kind of getting into this negative mental space and I was like, all right, um, I'm going to stop and pee because like, I don't want to be near this person anymore. So I just, you know, stopped, relieved myself and let the person go. Um, and that was, you know, that was a great way. Like, you know, I got to the aid station and there the person was, and I ran out of the aid station and never saw the person again but it was a good way of getting out of that situation and getting out of that negative headspace. Um, you know, and, um, like I got to Winfield, the halfway point and I was missing my electrolytes. They weren't in my bag, my drop bag. I know we packed them. I know we put electrolytes in my drop bag, um, because we put so much stuff in there and there was a number of things that I know we put in there that were missing. I don't know if they fell out or what happened. If somebody mistakenly took mine, I don't know what, you know, whatever the case, a lot was missing from my bag. 
And um, I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I, instead of getting frustrated, I just tried to problem solve. And I just asked the people around me, I was like, hey, do you happen to have any electrolyte tabs? And this guy had like this huge baggie full of them. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he had a bag of M&Ms that was like, you know, he had all these chewable electrolyte tabs. I was like, oh, do you mind if I grab some? And he he gave them to me. And, you know, so I just kind of asked around and, and found those things. Instead of getting frustrated, I just, you know, tried to problem solve. So, um but um, <laughs> I can't see you getting mad at little things. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I, I got to say, so don't waste your energy on the little things. Is that it? Uh, don't get mad at the little things. Don't get mad at the little things. That's, that's just a great tip for life. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I guess the biggest, even like with drop bags, you just, I mean, I'm prepared. Like, hey, if the drop bag's not there, I, I can, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, I just like I'm not gonna like nothing's gonna, yeah, get me. I'm not gonna waste energy on that. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, number seven, it says, try for that terrific 36 hour suntan. <laughs> Would you stick your head in a microwave? <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, we've we've experienced, um you know, basically three races this summer. And I would say that, you know, you and I both, we were both white from suntan lotion, um, you know, and every time uh, we needed to reapply, it was, you know, it was priority, um, you know, keeping covered up and keeping, um, uh, you know, as shaded as we could, as, as blocked from sun as we could. So um, yeah, that's a big thing, you know, and uh, I, I got a new bucket cap, um, when we were up for Badger, but it had a, a netting on the side. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's um, Thomas is holding up. He's got a sun cap, so it's uh, the um, it has the uh, um, the cape that comes down over the neck. Yeah, those are great. Um, you know, the bucket cap has been working great. I just have to put some extra suntan lotion on the side of my head just because of the the mesh. You know, it breathes so well, but it also kind of gives you some some sun exposure. So just making sure we're, we're covered up and, and, um, and not getting sunburned. Um, I got a little bit actually on the morning, um, of finishing Leadville, you know, coming into the finish, the sun is, is directly in your face. It's rising directly in your face. And, you know, I, I thought it was early enough that the, the sun's rays wouldn't be potent enough, but it, it did. It gave me a little bit of, uh, of, you know, of color. I didn't get extremely burnt, but you know, I didn't apply sunblock in the morning because it was like, you know, 7 a.m., <laughs> but I still got a little <laughs> bit of, of sunburn. Um, so, yeah, anything to, to add there? No, I just, as you saw, I just, I, my uh, uh, wife encouraged me to get another hat. I, I used to be, usually wear her gardening hat when I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, so you got yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Who makes that? Got one? one of these hats. Uh, and, um, yeah, just uh, not only the discomfort of having a sunburn, I, apparently, I mean, there's talk about just how it just takes energy from you. Mm -hmm. um, so, right. Yeah. And who makes the hat you got? Uh, this is the, um, I think, the, yeah, this is the OR one. Okay. Outdoor research. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think you see a lot of runners with this one. Yeah. Uh, I got it. Let's say I got it about a week ago. I've been walking around town with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and a few laughs, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, I don't care. <laughs> no, I hear you. The bucket cap yeah. I got was an OR as well. So they've got some really good stuff for, for sun and, um, you know, exposure. So cool. 
Very good. Um, are you doing anything um, to cover up your arms or just using sunblock? No, I just use sunblock. Um, uh, not a bad idea. I just, I haven't been training like that. And I'm, I, I just, I just coat my arms with sunblock and, yeah. and go from there. Uh, your, your legs too. I usually tell my crew to hit my legs because. Yeah, it's, it's easy to forget. You know I mean? There's, plus there's, <laughs> nothing worse than having a sunburn on your calves <laughs> yes absolutely yeah yeah so uh, don't forget the legs <laughs> all right uh number six says forget to plan for difficult weather wind rain cold and heat and we began to to touch on this earlier um you know this is uh they, they call it um a little bit of heaven and a little bit of hell right like it's it's yeah uh, it can be you know super hot and it can be super cold so, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, kind of packing, um, little light jacket. Um, what, uh, what else do you plan on, on bringing? Um, you know, we mentioned the aid stations, having stuff to stay warm while you're in the aid station. Um, are you, are you bringing any extra base layers or, um, any extra thicker jackets? Um, probably not too thick of a jacket. I'll, I'll bring an extra base layer, um, I'll bring, uh, although I probably should just, start with the jacket and keep with that jacket the entire time. But in a couple of my bags, I'll have uh, the really lightweight rain jackets that, you know, <laughs> over my past, you know, hmm. 20 years of doing ultras, I've acquired <laughs> a couple <laughs> of rain jackets. Uh, yeah. Some are not the most rain repellent, but I don't think I, I'm not so concerned. I mean, there's potential rain. I'm just more concerned on keeping the heat in, mm -hmm. uh, definitely multiple gloves and multiple, um, lightweight hats. Um, you, that I'll have out there. Poles? Uh, what's that? Are you using poles? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I do plan on using poles. I, I, I have a couple of sets of poles. So, um, I, I'm looking at starting with poles and maybe potentially dropping them mm -hmm. at an aid station. Mm -hmm. And then picking up poles later. Um, I haven't done that in a race before. Uh, yeah, and everything I saw in the rules, you you can do. I mean, I haven't right. seen anything saying you can't do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and just asking around, so uh, I might be doing that, but definitely using poles at the beginning um, for that first climb. Mm -hmm. And then that other, there's one other just major huge climb. I want to have poles for that. Um, sometimes poles could be good going down too so yeah, uh, yeah, they, i'm gonna keep definitely. that as yep. an option yeah yeah coming down hope <laughs> my uh the, the back yeah. come down i was i was definitely kind of planting them in you know and trying to save my quads and same thing coming back i was i was using them on the descents to kind of and, and stabilize because it's it was pretty rocky you know i wanted to make sure i was yeah i was staying stable so um yeah for sure but then you just have to think about your hands too especially if you use those leckies you know um, making sure your, your hands stay, stay warm enough. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, I, I got these, like, they're almost like, not necessarily, they're almost like mechanical gardening gloves. <laughs> they got real cheap and, and I've been wearing, wearing those. I think mean, they're like, um, just, they're just a really thin pair of work gloves. Uh, they don't really stay that. They don't really keep me my hands that warm, but they do enough to keep the calluses from, you know, just mm -hmm. it keeps you from blistering up. I mean, not calluses, it keeps you from blistering up because I've, I've had that happen before. I use the black mountain poles and I'm just like, wow, by the end of the race, like, Oh wow. I can't even use the handles anymore. The black diamonds. Yeah. 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 yeah I gotcha. Or was it uh, black diamond poles? That's what, that's it. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I, like, like I said earlier, um, I'm going to have my, my puffy available. Um, that was one thing that that gentleman, Simon had talked about was just how cold it got at night. And, you know, he was just like, I'm so glad I have my puffy. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's not a bad idea. I'll have some. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to have a, a hooded puffy that I can, you know, throw on at the nighttime, especially if I'm just hiking, like, you know, I want to, want to make sure I stay warm. Um, you know, I, I passed my friend Mercedes, um, in the morning and she was just so cold. Um, you know, she already had a puffy on and, and she was cold. So, um, just want to make sure. And I, then with that too, I've used in the past, uh, I might take this, uh, I've got sort of a, it's like a midweight Merino wool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'll use that. I've used that, uh, in, um, use that in a race, uh, is similar altitude, uh, before and that kept me warm. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't forget too, if, if you are in the cold and your body's trying to stay warm, it is burning extra calories. So we got to make sure we're, we're providing body with some, you know, some, some calories to, to go with how much, you know, it's, it's burning. Um, cause it's going to be burning extra to stay warm. So don't forget about that too. Um, all right. Anything else there? Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? Doing? I said, you got anything else there for, the uh cold wind all that good stuff oh um yeah no not not really just okay i'm probably gonna have some pretty full bags when i fly out to Salt Lake City. yeah I, I know i'm, I'm probably <laughs> gonna pack an extra bag so um all right number five it says wasash only goes up to ten thousand five hundred feet of elevation no one ever has altitude problems right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean you know having just come off of like keep saying hope pass. Like I, I recognize what altitude feels like and you know, what, what, it, how hard it can feel. So um, just recognizing when it feels hard and how, you know, being okay with easing it up if it's, you know, if it's really creating a, a higher heart rate pattern. Um, so, you know um, I don't know. Have you ever had altitude problems yourself? <clears throat> um, somewhat. Uh, it, it never, I felt it before, you know, when I, when I did Leadville in the past, it was going from sea level out mm -hmm. there. Uh, that's probably the time I felt it the most. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just you ever drive out to Colorado, you feel it and start to learn the, what occurs, you know, whether you're there for a few days. Um, uh, I could get, um, you know, so, um, it, uh, it, I, it potentially got me a little bit at Western States. Uh, you know, I felt it a little bit, um, but um, it's just, it's something that all you could really do is just pace yourself. Uh, yeah. Or, um, well, I, I am flying out to Salt Lake City on Wednesday, so I'll, I'll have 10 days. I don't know if that'll have much effect, uh, you know, to climatize to like yeah, 44 good. Hundred, you know, I'm gonna be staying at five thousand feet. Um, Great. Yeah, I hope that helps a little bit. And then, yeah. like during the daytime, be uh, going up there. Yeah, uh, longer you can be higher out there. No, that's great. Good, good, cool. Very good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've heard of. I've. It's funny. I've been reading up on it, and like the folks say, like one of the best things you could do is just train in heat because uh, you get used to training heat. At least that's one thing you won't have to worry about when you're out there is heat you're already trained up in heat so uh, 
but it adds yeah. red blood cells, you know, just like you need at, at, at altitude. So that's why they call it yeah. the man's altitude. It's, it doesn't make you acclimate to it or, you know, but it, it does give you more red blood cells, which will help with your oxygen carrying to your muscles. So, you know, that's, that's, that is a good thing. <laughs> um, so, yep. And then, you know, just keep drinking your fluids and maintaining your electrolytes. Yeah. That that's really important as well. Yep. Um, we kind of touched on number four, forget to consume calories. Um, number four is forget to consume calories. Um, you know, it's, it can happen, but I mean, you know, I think we're, we're both kind of well-versed at this one, um, and our reminders to, to, to eat when we need to eat and do what we need to do for our bodies. So, um, you, you have anything different for this one or, you're, you know, you going with, no, I, 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 I did the math <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And if I'm consuming 300 calories, I think that's about, you know, if it takes me about 34, 35 hours, I mean, I'm looking at needing to consume um, 10 to 10 to 12,000 calories during the race. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy to think about. So, uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I'm doing a variation of everything on that. But it, I mean, no matter what, I, I just, I'm looking at around, I, I look at around 300 calories. Great. Um, per hour yeah great cool um number three kind of goes along with it it says think you are staying hydrated by drinking at aid stations only um well you know we we, we both carry plenty of fluids um even with that sometimes it's still not enough i i dried out a few times you know i had a liter and a half on me at leadville and that dried up a few times like i took my last sip and i was like oh i hope i get to the aid station soon <laughs> so um but yeah, then you get to the aid station, drink a little extra and refill, of course. But um, yeah, what what's your typical um, capacity that you carry? Um, how much fluid do you typically carry? Yeah, so I, I get I always have the capacity to carry three liters. Uh, okay. but, but when I leave the aid stations, so like if it's at nighttime, I, I try to leave bet with, uh, between one, one and a half liters. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like to carry too much. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of balance, uh, you know, like what we were talking about earlier. I think the one time I'm going to leave with full three liters is that big mountain, that, that yeah. portion of the day where we're going to be right in the heat. Sure. Um, but besides that, I'm probably going to be, I get to the aid station, I drink a half a liter, usually really quick, sometimes even a full liter of that aid station. And then I leave with a, um, at least a liter, at least a liter and sometimes a liter and a half, if not more. Nice. Um, Great. Great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit is just how I feel, both on how much weight I want to carry and just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, uh, three liters is is quite a lot of weight. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it can save you. So that's that's important. Very good, cool. Um, yeah, I I usually carry about two liters as my max capacity. Um. But, you know, um, I do have capacity to carry, um, about two and a half, um, if I need to. So I carry an extra flask with me. I have a two liter bladder um, on my maximum. And then I have uh, an extra, you know, little flask just in case. So, um, good to have that, that ability. Cool. All right. Uh, down to number two, 
rely totally on ribbons to guide your way. Does the word lost have any meaning to you? Uh, you kind of touched on this as well, but this was something that you and I <laughs> talked about um, earlier and, and you had talked about perhaps getting a uh, Garmin Phoenix to help with uh, the mapping function. Did you do it? Uh, yes, I did get a Garmin Phoenix. <laughs> 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 so, so now I'm like watching YouTube videos and had a, import a gpx file (laughs) (laughs) and then how to use it right Uh, yeah yep yeah yeah, i like to have a few days to to test it out when i'm out there cool Um, yeah so i'm really concerned on that one so you're curious uh it's just it's a horrible feeling oh going off course yeah yeah Uh, i have it downloaded to my phone um it's on my gaia app and i have it downloaded to my watch i have the um Coros Vertex 2. Um I actually got the Vertex 2 for um Bigfoot 200. Um and that one has a you know really long battery capacity and um the mapping feature. So I'm gonna use the Vertex 2 for um for Wasatch and then again I'll have it back up on my phone um just so I can double check um in the Gaia app. So yeah um definitely do not want to get off course. <laughs> so um cool. Do you have it backed up on your phone as well? Uh, um, I don't, I will, um, you know, that's another thing I, I, I really wasn't going to carry my phone, uh, until we got that message from the race director on highly recommending it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so that's the big question I have. Is it required or not to have a phone? Um, I know it's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to carry my phone as a, as a precautionary, you know, um, yeah. I'll, I'll feel a little bit better once I pick up my pacers cause they can check their phones. Um, but you know, up to that point, I, I think I'm going to carry my phone just as a precautionary. Yep. Right. It's, it's never, I mean, it's, it's just such a, well, I mean, depending on the, on service and everything, whether you really have service or not out there, I mean, but it's just such a great safety measure too. So. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and then we're to number one, not making friends with Mr. Salt and Miss Electrolyte. <laughs> um, and, and this, you know, came into play at, uh, um, at Leadville. I ran out of electrolytes during the day multiple times um, and probably could have used more. Um, you know, I had some really twitchy muscles going into uh, Winfield because <laughs> um, I ran out of electrolytes and the body was just, you know, was taxed. So I'm definitely going to carry more electrolytes with me um, you know, have that capacity. And I'm also going to use element T in my water, um, during the day, um, for electrolytes. Cause I just went off of water and just took electrolyte supplements. So I took, um, S caps, um, which were great, but as I said, I ran out multiple times and I just had water. So, um, you know, I'm going to switch this time to the daytime using element T and then at nighttime, just go to water. Um, and then have electrolyte tabs if, if I really need them at night, I hopefully, you know, will not need them at night, but, um, you know, I, it's, I did make that mistake during Leadville and, um, glad I didn't regret it, <laughs> but, um, how about you? Um, I, I usually, I, I do carry the, I'll just call them salt tablets, you know, whether it's salt stick or Endurolites. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually use them during the daytime. I don't always, you know, use them at night. Um, doing something a little bit different this time uh, that I haven't done in past races. Uh, I, I, I bought some of that uh, gnarly hydrate mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's my understanding is what they're going to have during the race. Right. Um, so um, I 
potentially a sort of a backup if I don't have my own like um, stuff I could put in my in my own water. I'll be right. able to just get the get what they have because um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just didn't want to try something for the first time during the race. So I wanted yeah. to yeah, yeah, I, I test I, it out a few times. Yeah, I I got sick again after drinking Roctane from the aid station. So I'm just going to stick to the LMNT. Um, it's so easy to carry those, like just, you know, one or two packs go so far how much sodium they have. So I'm just going to carry some extra packets, have them in my drop bags and, you know, having that the crew stations, um, and just stick with LMNT. I'm I'm not going to, you know, unless I'm in a dire emergency, I'm not going to go to to gnarly, (laughs) So, you know, it, I heard this really good comment about carrying your own fuel like that, because when you get it at the aid station, you have no idea how much has been mixed in there. Right. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It'd be too um, little, too much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to control that variable this time. Um, yeah. And just, you know, like I said, stick with the element T and I'm also going to have, you know, like I said, I'll have some electrolyte tabs with me just in case. Um, but um I think the element T will be quite enough. I don't think I'll have to be, um, you know, using the the salt tabs as frequently. So, well, cool, man. That's that's our top ten ways to DNF at Wasatch. Uh, <laughs> um, so hopefully none of these uh, come into play or take us out. Um, we are uh, two of six left in the Grand Slam. That is incredible. I mean, you know, I felt really bad to hear that three um, were taken out at Leadville. Um, yeah, that that like you know, we got the email. Did you see that email where he says? You know, yeah, uh, Stan sent out. Yeah, yeah. it's um, and understanding Leadville had a less than fifty percent, forty four percent. Yeah, it was a forty four percent. Wow, yeah, it, it was definitely. Um, they said they've never pulled that many people at Winfield. Um, so it was, uh, for whatever reason, it was a tough year. Um, you know, for a lot of people. Uh. And I'm just grateful that I finished. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's crazy. So um, uh, we're 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 you know we're knocking on the door here. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to to head out there. Uh, we will get back from Italy on Labor Day, and then the next day I fly out. So I'll be there Tuesday on race week. Um, that's the earliest I could get there. But um, I, I hope you have a great trip and uh, enjoy. Uh, Salt Lake City, um, and I'll let you know when I get there, and maybe we can catch up for some dinner. <laughs> Absolutely, Aaron. Yeah. And uh, thank you again for coming on, buddy. I wish you tremendous luck out there. I'll wish you luck in person, but <laughs> I hope you have a great <laughs> race, man. I really do. You, I hope you, you bet. And uh, hey, Aaron, thanks for having me on here again, and have a great trip to Italy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my friend. I can't wait. <laughs> I, 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 what, it, absolutely wonderful country to go to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's exciting.